This is SBR, the People's Pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified content every single week. I'm Cliff, he's Joe. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. What's up, y'all? Joe is eating. He's eating something <laughs> right now. No, I, I washed it out with, okay. with water. Cliff just messed up, guys. That was the second take. <laughs> I'll put it on the I'll tag it on the end. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Jeez, so much is happening right now. The NBA Awards came out. Giannis is the MVP. But man, that award system is broken. You, you can't do it at the end. How much better would it have been if Giannis held up the trophy in the second round, getting ready to face the Celtics? They should just do the thing before the playoffs even They've start. always done. It they just should, makes no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're going to do an award show, do it right after the regular season ends. There's a three-day, four-day moratorium. Do it then. Just take yeah, just just extend it. Take a whole week off. Let them have the awards. It would mean so much more at the end of the regular season. Since it's, it's a regular season award, it means nothing after the championship. Then it's like the B the B awards. The Ugh. championship's the main awards. It's bad. It's bad. You can't have the heavyweight championship fight first, then the intercontinental championship <laughs> fight. That doesn't make any sense. You no, can't well, do that. Well, they do the fight first, right? And then they do the heavyweight fight, and then they do the heavyweight belt ceremony, and then they do the intercontinental <laughs> belt ceremony. <laughs> After everything's over, then they go back and they bring back the intercontinental guys, and they're like, "Hey, by the way, remember you guys? You want to this? Die? It's very prestigious now. <laughs> no one's in the gym. No one Makes cares. No Nobody it cares. It doesn't make any sense." A lot of things to talk about, a lot of player movement, a lot of things happening. we got to talk about Wimbledon that's coming up, Roger Federer's main surface. It's going to be great, guys. <laughs> James Harden calls his relationship with CP3 unsalvageable. Oh, no. <laughs> Trouble <laughs> in Houston. But we got to start with NBA free agency even. It's going to be a real wild one. With so many teams with millions to spend and players opting out of crazy deals. Horford opted out of $30 million. Harrison, Harrison Barnes, Barnes out, opted out of $25 million. That's, that's crazy. He needs to fire his agent. I don't know who <laughs> is giving him this advice, but he needs to fire them immediately. June 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern time, so 3 p.m. Pacific, is now the new start of free agency where you can start talking to people instead of midnight, which was really dumb. Like, why? Why is everyone conducting their business <laughs> at midnight? As a, as a new parent, that just cool, annoys, you know? annoys me so much. It's I'm like, cool. I'm, you know, midnight, it's the official time. I am not coming out to see your presentation at midnight and have it end at 2 a.m. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I conduct business then? Didn't, wouldn't even watch Avengers at that hour. <laughs> I, I, I w we talked about watching The Matrix Reloaded for six months. And uh, a friend got us early admission. And you were like, hey, hey, we talked about this for six months. Aren't you excited? We're going to go. It was midnight. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you just go without me. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, just go without me. Well, you really love your sleep. so <laughs> it's, it's true. But uh, look, <laughs> before I rant too far into that, I got to stop myself. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Let's bring it back. This, this is too far. June 30th, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can start talking. You can start getting your presentations. July 6th is the first day to actually sign. So a nice stretch of the time. And we all know what happened that one time when DeAndre agreed to go to the Mavs and the mm. Clippers hit him out. <laughs> a lot of things can happen during that time. Verbal, verbal agreement is just that, a verbal agreement. That was a week. That was weak sauce. <laughs> That move by DeAndre, honestly, that's just, man. If you agree, you gotta, you gotta just go, man. And and then he also, and then later he ended up going to the Mavs, and then they traded him as the like the last punch in the gut. That that whole thing is just, and all over DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> <laughs> who might get a minimum salary next year. Yeah, who's who's like, yeah. <laughs> So there's a lot of teams with cap space, like a lot significant cap space. And I don't think anyone has actually broken down, but I'm going to break it down. The top 10 teams with cap space, starting from number one, the Nets have $67 million of cap. The Knicks have $60 million. 
The Kings have 59 million. The Sixers have 59 million. The Clips have 54. The Mavs have 47. The Pacers, 33. The Celtics, 32. The Pelicans, 31. And the Lakers at number 10, 23 million, assuming, of course, if AD takes the trade kicker and AD is traded on July 6th. This free agency is going to be wild because usually there are only two teams with significant cap space that have been holding over. Dallas did it for like what seemed like five years, and the Lakers have done it the past four years. But there are multiple teams that can offer double max salaries and really a significant amount of money to spend. My question to you, Joe, is this going to be another 20, was it 2016, 2016 free agency when Tyler Johnson got a $54 million contract and everyone's like, who is that guy? Or are teams going to spend wisely? I don't know. I like I'd like to say that teams have learned their lesson from that. But teams have been being giving out bad con- like bad teams have given out bad contracts for ever, right? Like how many times have the Knicks given out a stupid contract overpaid for a guy that Hardaway. Yeah, within 2 years it's like terrible. It just looks terrible. I mean, they've had like they've gotten like Bargnani, they paid I mean, Amari looked bad after, you know, even Melo ended up looking bad when he was like a, a real marquee free agent type guy when they got him. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Um, I feel like the Knicks are going to do something stupid. <laughs> I really do. I Even if they get KD, I don't think they're getting two guys. Mm. Right. So even if they get KD, they're going to need another guy. And that guy is going to have to be good enough to carry the team for this year. Mm. And I don't think they're going to get a guy that good. I think they're going to overpay for a guy who's not that good. And then they're probably going to overpay for other guys who are not that good because they want to be competitive. And I mean, I've heard, I I think they've been reporting otherwise, you know, in the news, but I just, I don't believe them. I feel like the Knicks are going to, I mean, I feel like the Nets are going to have to also waste money because who are they going to get? They're not going to get two max guys. I don't know, but the Pelicans have finally got off their $60 million committed to Omar Ashik, Etwan Moore, Solomon Hill. Finally, they're, they have the cap space to do something. It's the anniversary, though. People do the weird things on the anniversary. <laughs> I, I don't think – I think the Pelicans are going to be smart. They have, a, they have a good GM. David Griffin yeah, is a smart I, GM. I think David Griffin's doing the right thing. He's getting young talent. He's going to, you know, they have Zion. They're going to try to, I think they're going to try to surround him with the right kind of guys. So some veterans that can help him develop, but not anyone who's going to allow them to compete immediately. Do you know what I mean? Overpaying for a guy like that. So they'll just get solid veterans, guys who will help the younger guys develop and then try to develop their young guys all at the same time. So in like three years or four years, they're going to be good enough to compete. But to go back to the Nets, I mean, I believe in Sean Marks as a GM. He's done a really good job given the ridiculous situation he was in. But who is going to come is the question. He's gotten all this cap space. He's finally freed up cap space. Like, (laughs) he couldn't tank for so long. And now he's built up a team that's very respectable. But what is he going to do with the cap? So, um Taking this a step further, let's look at some free agents. Some The top free agents, where should they go? Where will they go? Let's play it in a new game. Do you take the favorite or do you take the field? So the Vegas odds-on favorite, I will give you the name and the team that it's going for. You tell me if you take the favorite of the field. Let's start with the best player on the planet, Kawhi Leonard. The Vegas odds-on favorite is Toronto. Favorite of the field. The field. Oh, really? I still don't feel like he's going to stay. I mean, it makes sense to stay. He should stay. Basketball-wise, it definitely makes sense. Yes. Although, I don't think they're a lock, though, you know, to, like, even get back to the finals. No, I feel like, yeah, this year was very... It was tumultuous to even get there. Right. It was a weird year. You know, the Celtics destroyed themselves. Philly wasn't quite ready but they're gonna they're getting better and they're gonna be better again next year 
and the Bucks also were not quite ready, right? Like Giannis wasn't quite ready. Stepping stones. Yeah. So I'm not sure if either of those teams will be ready by next year, but they definitely could be ready by next year. And if they are, then, you know, I mean, this year, even with, uh, you know, Toronto against Philly, that was basically a coin flip at the end of the series, right? I mean, Kawhi misses that shot and or, you know, Philly makes the shot or Philly wins in overtime, then it's a totally different conversation, right? And so yep, I just feel like taking that into consideration, this deal right now is very important for Kawhi in terms of his brand, his lifestyle, like all that kind of stuff. And I feel like he needs to get a max. He can't do this one and one stuff. I know some people are saying maybe she should do a one plus one, just stay in Toronto. But like his injury history and all that stuff, like, no, I think he needs security in his contract. He needs to get a max. And so I still feel like maybe he'll go to, I don't know, maybe he'll join Kyrie in New Jersey, <laughs> you know, or, I'm sorry, Brooklyn, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he'll go do go that route or maybe he'll go to the Clippers. I, I don't know, but I just feel like I'd give, I'd give a slight edge to the field over the favorite. Mm. To me, uh, I go with the favorite. I don't understand. Everyone's talking about the Clippers. I don't understand why he would want to come to the Clippers. Like, who is he so excited to play with? Montrezl Harrell? Whoa, yeah. Lou Williams? Like, mm, like that doesn't really entice me. It doesn't really make any basketball sense, like you were saying. So unless another superstar is coming there, it doesn't really make sense to me for why Kawhi would want to go. Like, if Jimmy Butler is coming, okay, like, that that's something. Well, I mean... Let, let's just do it like this, though. Would you rather live in L.A. or live in Toronto? I would rather play for the Raptors than for the no, Clippers. No, 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 no. Would you rather live in L.A. or live in Toronto? I would rather live in L.A. Okay, so that's just one part of it, right? Right. The basketball part, but you're saying who would he want to play with in, uh, on the Clippers? Who do you want to play with in Toronto? Who's the superstar on his team right now? Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, yes, Yakum's there, Lowry's there, but it's not like they have another superstar Basically, they won because of Kawhi, you know, and if you really believe that they won because of Kawhi, then Kawhi could go to another team and that team will win because of Kawhi. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, some of it is faith in the in the organization and stuff like Jerry West and Steve Ballmer and all that stuff and Doc Rivers. But, you know, uh, I, I think Toronto has, you know, equal, I would say about equal parts. You know, uh, like you said, the Clippers still have cap space, too, so they can get another player. But even if they don't get another player, they can still improve their roster enough. And their roster's not bad. You know, I mean, they have they have good role players. Do they have anyone on the level of Siakam? Probably not right now. But they could either get someone or, you know, but, you know, or Siakam's not like that much. You know what I mean? He's not that much better than like... Anyone, anybody on the clip. That's at least from my view right now. But that's the risk, right? Because Toronto right now is a sure thing. All of them are signed under contract. The best, basically right. the best players that you played with and the team that just won a championship. You could run it back, right? Right, right. So, so you could run it back with that team or you can walk, walk towards an unknown because unless Kawhi starts there and he knows someone is coming... Like it doesn't really make sense to just jump to that unknown with with no assurances of anything. Well, else. I mean, what I'm saying is what the Clippers already have is not that much worse than what Toronto already has. If you move Kawhi, do you know what I'm saying? Like Kawhi with the Clippers, even this past season, if Kawhi was just on this Clippers team with all the same players, I feel like they they might have gone to the finals. Like no, honestly, man, no. Well, let's just think about it this way, right? The Clippers took the Warriors to six games. With... Yeah, but that's that's because the Warriors were being lazy. Yeah, well, yes, in part, right? But so at least game, whatever the game they lost, game two or whatever yeah. game where they blew that huge Where they were lead, up right? by 33, yeah. 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 They, should, they definitely should have won that game. But the other game didn't seem like that. It seemed like the Warriors got beat. Okay. Right, the other game that was at Oracle. And so, and that was with a healthy Kevin Durant, right? It was. So let's say they meet later in the playoffs and Kevin Durant's hurt. Like, you don't think that Kawhi plus that Clippers team could have beat those? I don't know. Like, I'm not saying they definitely would have. I mean, but it's a a big what if, right? 
But I think Kawhi was the major difference. Like, look, now that they've won the championship, everyone's looking at Toronto and being like, oh, my gosh, but look at Kyle Lowry. Look at Siakam. Look at Marcus Saul. Look at Serge Ibaka. What were we saying about these exact same players like six weeks ago? Right. We call Kyle Lowry Krillin, right? We were proved right in like every single round, like every other game. We're like, oh, there he is. He's sucking again. Right. Siakam goes gangbusters in game one of the finals. Where was he the rest of the finals? He didn't have a single another like signature game. So, I mean, look, they're good. Like, I understand what you're saying about them, them being more of a known commodity. But take the top two on any team, other team in the East. And I'd kind of rather have them. Yeah, but you can't go to those teams. No, like, right, right. But what I'm saying is it's not a sure thing that he's going to win a championship even if he just goes back to Toronto. Do you know what I'm saying? And no, if that's, yeah, I, if, that's not what I'm saying. I'm right. just saying it makes more sense than going to the Clippers it, because mean, the Clippers maybe, have nothing. Like even maybe. if you measured, measured their assets one-to-one, like the only people that are remaining are Lou, Montrez, Harrell, Danilo Gallinari, and – Shy Gillis Alexander. Would you rather have Shy or Kyle Lowry? Would you rather have Montrez Harrell or Marcus Ole? Would you rather have Spicy P or Lou Williams? You know. And honestly, yeah. So my view is that just to be completely honest, Pascal Siakam is the only one who's not in the same category as all those other guys. All the other guys are just the same to me. They're all just (laughs) interchangeable. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really think that they're that good, especially because they're all getting older. Like the Clippers are younger. You know, the Toronto's getting older. And they haven't shown throughout even their prime that they're going to be these amazing players. You know what I mean? So, I mean, my thing is, if you go to the Clippers, your ceiling is you can have the best situation. Like, the best situation possible. Because if they do get another Max guy, and the role players are all there and they're good, and you have the owner who has the most money in the league, and you have, you know... Jerry West, and you're in LA, which is your hometown, and you can win, you can do what you did for Toronto for the Clippers, but the Clippers are a much bigger market, right? Like, Kawhi can't even be the face of a, he can't get paid from a company, <laughs> even though he he's like such an amazing basketball player, like, companies don't pay him big money because he can't move product, like, he's not that popular, and so... You know, I mean, that's not going to really change in Toronto. He just won a championship. I bet his popularity hasn't changed like that dramatically. Maybe in Canada, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there now. Maybe all of a sudden he's moving crazy merchandise in Canada. But you know, I feel like the ceiling is there, right? So I mean, and I feel like the floor is not that much lower than where Toronto is right now. Because if he just goes there and they just keep all their same guys, and let's say they don't get another max, they still have cap space. They're going to get somebody, right? So they're going to get guys who will come and fill fill in the roster. Kawhi is good enough where he will take that team far in the playoffs. Maybe they won't win a championship. But what I'm saying is if he goes back to Toronto, I don't know if he's going to – it's not a sure – it's not like Golden State, you know what I mean, back when Katie was there. It's not like a sure thing or when LeBron was in Miami. It's not like, oh, yeah, pencil them in for the finals. I think he still has a really tough road. So the ceiling is higher, but, you know, obviously the, the floor is higher in Toronto, but – not to me, not that much. Maybe we did. That's what we disagree on. But to me, not that much higher. Kevin Durant, the favorite is New York City, the New York Knicks. Do you take the favorite or the field? Oh, the favorite for sure. <laughs> He's already there. <laughs> He's already signed in pencil. <laughs> Do you not think it's Brooklyn versus New York? I don't think so. I, I mean, it doesn't seem like it. So there have been rumors popping out that Kevin Durant and Kyrie have met twice during this offseason to talk about who knows what they're talking about, but most likely, like, what are you going to do or what's the best sandwich spot in New York? (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Durant is making a decision for his brand. Look, he, he already moved out to New York. And he's conducting his business there. And now he's leaking that he's angry at Golden State for making him play. Like, come on, you're a grown man. You you could have played if you you knew you were gonna play. Like this was your decision to play, and you're gonna be the hero. But he he's now leaking it out to make it okay to leave. Right. Which is just <laughs> like he didn't seem mad, honestly. Right after it happened. No, he was not mad. He seemed fine. He had that Instagram post. 
Yeah. It just seemed it seemed like everything was cool. Now he's kind of just, you know, he's making it a little, little e- making the breakup a little easier by <laughs> leaking out these these reasons. You know, it's like a uh, a murderer like leaving out like little red herrings like oh like maybe it's this thing oh maybe it's this is the reason and he's like building the narrative but he's like but you obviously know he's the murderer <laughs> and it's like okay Ka- Katie I see what you're doing here but we know you made your decision long ago like let's be real I still think personally he should she should stay in golden state because he basically has gotten the public perception of him to where he wants it to be. So now the public perception is he is the savior of Golden State. He is a like the warrior because he hurt himself trying to, you know, get so now he has the public sympathy and if when he comes back, he will be perceived as the person that is saving the franchise and will probably highlight hit if they win another championship all the other ones as his championship. But, you know, he don't care. He's, I don't know. I think he's definitely going to New York. I also think, I think it's more like, I think it's kind of like when you want to break up with somebody. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you start making a big deal about a small thing. Mm. It's like, oh, like. You know, like how many kids you want or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I want two. It's like, oh, I want two, too. Like, what do you want? Like a boy and a girl. Boy and a girl? Like, are you serious? That's just. And then you blow up. like you... Yeah, yeah. And then you go <laughs> crazy. So like, that's just, that's, no, that's ridiculous. We could never. How I did know, I think I gotta... you could ever be I together? <laughs> I got to rethink this, you know, <laughs> or something. I mean, that's too, that, that actually sounds way too serious. Like, you like. <laughs> You like pasta? Like, I don't know. Just like, <laughs> like, what kind of pasta, though? Linguini? Oh, that's the worst. That's the worst kind. <laughs> they shouldn't even make that. Like, they sh- shouldn't even be a kind of, you know, and then. Yeah, it's 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 more like a, he's like, oh, oh, what are you going to eat? He's like, oh, you know that linguini looks good. Oh, that sounds good. And he orders it, and then he eats it. And then later, he's like, oh, why did you make me get the <laughs> linguini? You, you made me do it. He's like, Why'd what? You make me get this? <laughs> the worst recommendation ever. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a grown man. You can. Order you're, you're grown no, man. no, 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 no. You you, made you me. ordered it. You made me get this. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, odds-on favorite is the Brooklyn Nets. Joe, do you take the favorite or the field? The favorite. <laughs> He's already there. <laughs> He's already there. He's already signed in pencil. Rock Nation. He already he waved to D-Lo. His, fired his agent. He joined he already Jay-Z's waved agent. By to D-Lo. He came into he went into D-Lo's locker. He threw all his stuff out. <laughs> I see. Yeah, he's not coming back to Boston. He ghosted Boston. Come on, man. I, I'm not sure what his motivation is. Like why he's doing the things that he's doing. Like maybe his brand? I don't know. He's like the second highest selling signature shoe. LeBron is number one. I, I don't know. Oh no, he has no logic. <laughs> like we've there, there's one thing that I've been really, really wrong about this whole year, and it's Boston. <laughs> it's just Boston. Period. I thought they would. I thought the team would be better. I had more faith in Kyrie. I had more faith in Danny Ainge. I'm super happy to be wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's Boston, and I'm glad they're imploding on themselves right now. I haven't listened to Bill Simmons in a while. I should check it out and see what see what he what he goes through. But um, yeah, I mean they're just they're just a disaster right now. And Boston is the opposite. Kyrie's definitely leaving, and he's ghosted them already. And Boston's like, oh, we never wanted him. We don't like him. He's disruptive. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even break up yet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> are we broken up? We haven't even had the dinner yet. Yeah, they haven't even are, had the dinner. Are, are, are we broken up? It's like. It's like, hey, what's going on with you and Kyrie? I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I don't care. I hate that guy. He's <laughs> so moody. If he tells me one more time about how the Earth is flat, I'm just gonna. <laughs> That's Danny Ainge right now. He's just like scrambling. He's up, he's on every app right now. He's just, he's just <laughs> right every time, like, like all I'll day. Sh- I'll show him. I'm not sad. 
I can find another Paul Hedler. <laughs> and now he's they're they're so sad right now. And then and then Horford's gone. Dude, that that hurts. That one hurts. Cause Kyrie is like the uh you know, the crazy girl that you were just like on your side piece, but then like Horford's the girl like you were really with, and you're like all of a sudden it's like Oh yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, Horford's the wife. They're yeah. just like this is this is their th- this is the really sad the sad breakup. Yeah. And they took her for granted. they took Horford for granted. They, they were like, Horford. Oh, what are you gonna get on the open market? You're not gonna get nothing. <laughs> it's like what? You're like, not gonna take you- the sixty mil? Like what? <laughs> Kemba Walker, the favorite to land is Charlotte. Joe Favorite or the field? I will take the favorite. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's crazily. Um, I don't think it's like written in stone. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like Kemba will field some offers. I feel like he'll go out there. But I don't think there's going to be a huge market for Kemba. I do think. Maybe New York will overpay for Kemba. That that seems like the perfect kind of guy that they would overpay for. But I don't know. Like, I, I think he can probably get the most money staying in Charlotte. And so that's what he'll do. I love this relationship thing because it's like a person that you've been in a 10-year relationship with but haven't married. And it's like, <laughs> should it's I? Like, why? What's it's like, why? Like, I mean, like, should I see what else is out there? But I mean, it's fine. It's going fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> We're comfortable. I get to be myself. Yeah, you live together, but it's kind of like, and everyone's like, why don't you get married? It's like, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Just like laugh. <laughs> Don't answer the question. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What's that? How do we get married? Oh, we should we should have changed this game. <laughs> um, I I'm a, I agree with you. I think I think he realizes his kind of position in the league. Like he's never gonna be the best player in the league. Um. He's going to get skewered in like bigger news outlets where they highlight his mistakes. But he can make big, big dollars in Charlotte and he can continue to just play his game. Mm. You know, he's not that he is, but he could be like Isaiah Thomas, you know, and like seeing that level of just like all the the gold mines just shut off, like just like that. He's got to be careful. So I think he has money in his set in his sights. He'll go. He'll go trophy hunting later, but mm-hmm. for now, I think he'll stick around in Charlotte. Super Max. Should we change the game right now? <laughs> to to um, get married, keep dating, or play the field. <laughs> Marriage or the field? Yeah. So like, keep dating would be like a one plus one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Should I re-record like a short, it? A short contract. No, let's just change it right now. Let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're going. All right. <laughs> New game. Marriage, <laughs> dating, or the field. Jimmy Butler, the favorite, is Philly. Joe, do you get married? Do you stay dating? Or do you play the field? Who? I feel like he should play the field. <laughs> oh, wow. Because Jimmy B, I don't know. He was like, I feel like he wasn't himself in Philly. Mm. You know, he wasn't himself in Minnesota either. Well, last year he was himself. <laughs> last season was himself. This season. I don't know. Early this season, he was also himself. Okay, maybe that. Maybe maybe Jimmy Butler is himself no matter where he goes, (laughs) but it's not maximal, you know, being himself is not is not maximally beneficial to all parties involved. I feel like that's kind of the way it is for him in Philly, because as long as he's there, I I think at the end of the day, you have to make a decision between him and basically Ben Simmons. Mm hmm. If, if you want to run the ball through one of those guys. Because Ben Simmons is not going to develop 
into the player that he needs to be to become a superstar if Jimmy Butler's there. And so, and I think Ben Simmons' ceiling is higher than Jimmy Butler's is just because of the skill set that he has, even like his body and he's younger. You know, I mean, he he obviously can develop a lot more. Jimmy Butler's kind of entering the later stages of his prime. And so he's not going to be, you know, his numbers have been going down. And some people would say that's because of the situations he's been in. But I think honestly, like, your game is your game. If you're a good enough player, you're going to be able to maintain your numbers. And I think he's going to start declining, you know, slowly the next couple of years. And so I think he needs to leave and go somewhere where he can be kind of the best basketball version of himself right now. You know, and that's not with that's not with Philly. It was a nice it was a nice um nice year of dating. <laughs> you know, they had some good times, but uh, I think it's time to end it and move on. Yeah, he changed jobs, and then, like, he found this girl, and they started dating for a year, but then he's like, well, uh, if I move jobs, should I stay dating this person? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a marriage of convenience, basically. Yeah. Um, I also choose the field on this one because I think he's going to pick one of the L.A. teams, either the Clippers or the Lakers. Right. I think both have a – I think the Clippers have the – tough dog mentality that he's looking for and the Lakers have that crazy chaos that he's looking for. <laughs> I I feel like <laughs> I feel drama. like he's yeah, I feel like he's someone that thrives in the chaos. <laughs> so he's looked he he likes kind of a crazy girl. He's yeah. the one who looks at LA and all the stuff that's happening and he's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> like, no, that's see, interesting. Oh, no, yeah. See, he is the crazy girl, and he's also looking for a crazy guy to match his level of craziness. <laughs> he's like, looks at stable people, and he's like, I don't want that. So boring. So boring. <laughs> like the right? Spurs, get out of here. <laughs> I want every day to be a question mark adventure. <laughs> you never know who's going to quit. Somebody might just walk in today and be like, I'm out of here. And Jimmy loves that. He's like, yes, this yeah. is the kind of organization this is the place I for me. Want. Yes. <laughs> Okay, this is this is gonna be a good one. Marriage, dating, or the field. D'Angelo Russell, Brooklyn is the favorite thus far. He should desperately try to get married. <laughs> he should be on one knee. He should have the flowers. He should have singing people, skyriders, fireworks. On a cliff overlooking a sunset and a sunrise simultaneously on some other planet. Like, that's what he should be doing. But unfortunately, Brooklyn is going to reject the proposal. <laughs> They're going to say sorry. Yeah. Because Boston side piece Kyrie is coming to, do, <laughs> coming to Brooklyn. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. This is... This is the classic, um, you know, we've been keeping you, we've been keeping you around just in case. The backup. <laughs> You're the oh, backup. sad. But sadly, another person's side piece has become our main. And so now you got to leave. And he's all sad because his ex, the Lakers are like, hey, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> crazy ex. Crazy the ex. The crazy ex is coming he's back. Like, he's like, don't make me go back. Don't make me do it. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. I'm so sad for him. But I have a trade for you. Brooklyn should sign and trade D'Lo. That way D'Lo gets his big money. And what about a sign and trade D'Lo for Andrew Wiggins? D'Lo goes to Minnesota. But why? <laughs> Why would the Nets take Wiggins? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Why? Wiggins is like, no. He's like a nothing now? Dude, Wiggins is garbage, man. Like, like he's straight up entered the... I mean, is he any? Is he an impact player at all? No. Would you rather have him than, like, Aaron Gordon? <sighs> They're the same to me. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have Aaron Gordon, honestly. They're both underwhelming. Yeah, only because I feel like he works harder. Mm -mm. Wiggins is so like, oh, everything about him, like his demeanor, 
like the way he plays, like his defense, the things, even the things he says in like interviews, they're so, like if you're a Wiggins fan, they're so disheartening. <laughs> just like, man, this guy's never gonna like get it. This guy's never gonna learn how to like work hard. I don't know. It's true. Brooklyn has the highest cap space, and to use it on that is kind yeah. of like a last ditch effort. They can't do that. Even if they get Kyrie, they cannot be thinking we have to do something right now. Like they have to be smart and patient and even just see what what their team is with Kyrie on it even without adding like a big player maybe go for someone next year or maybe try and do a trade something clay and golden state marriage dating or play the field they've been married for like 10 years <laughs> like they've been married for 30 years <laughs> like and and nothing nothing's going to ever happen yeah they already had a kid boogie Kevin Durant. Yeah, no, yeah. They they've got a nice happy family. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to there, there's nothing <laughs> there's, to say there. They're buying a new house together <laughs> soon. Gigantic house in San Francisco. There's nothing to say there. Chris Middleton, that's where it gets interesting. Milwaukee is the favorite. Marriage, dating, or play the field. I think he's gonna play the field and then get married (laughs) he's gonna he's gonna come back home and he's gonna be like you know what let's so he he's asking for a break he's like let's take a break and then he realizes what's out there he yeah he's doing one of those things yeah where it's like you know i feel like i can do better and he's gonna go out there he's gonna realize the brutal world of of dating the, the, the brutal world that dating has become this online dating world and he's going to come back home and he's going to say, you know what? Let's do this. Let's sign this covenant. Uh, there's a lot of teams with cap space that can throw money at him. And I, I'm looking at the Mavs. of one of the team that Ooh. could be really interested in getting his services. I think Chris Middleton doesn't make his way back to Milwaukee. And oh. that is going to be the domino that starts this chain reaction of stuff. That's a, That's... Do you think Milwaukee would Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you think what? Like someone's gonna outbid Milwaukee? Yes. Wow. I think on night so, one. Like just straight up, like he's just gonna get more money from another team and Milwaukee's just gonna let him walk. Yeah. They're not wow. gonna max. They're not gonna give him max. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's like a that's like a you know, last episode of Bachelor Twist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's he's he's like, well, do you want me? And he says, well, not that bad. <laughs> well, well, Mark loves me. <laughs> he's going to give me everything I ever wanted. Mm-hmm. Mark and Luca and KP and we're going to be a great family together. Mm-hmm. And I, I think Chris Middleton makes his way to Dallas which then I think it leads to the next person. Tobias Harris, the odds on favorite to Philly, married, dating, or the field. Uh, he needs to go, he needs to check out the field because Philly is already checking the field out. <laughs> <laughs> Philly has already moved on. They're already looking around to see what's out there. And so I think he should, he should be looking around. I, I agree. And I think this is a piece that Milwaukee looks at as the backup. It's mm. like, oh, Toby, hey, you're a little cheaper. Why don't you come run? <laughs> run with the honest. <laughs> Does anyone call him Toby? I do. <laughs> okay, quick other notables. Nikola Vucevic. Orlando or the field? The field? Because Orlando is a terrible organization. I I think Boston throws their money at Vucevic. Man, okay, wait, real quick. If so, then if Boston get, let's say they get Vooch, okay. Yeah. So now they have, let's say Rozier stays. They have Rozier, yep. Brown, Tatum. Let's say Hayward comes back and he is like ninety percent of what he used to be. Yeah. So he gets back to that level, and then you got whatever else, Marcus Smart, throwing Vooch. What is that? Four seed, five seed. So basically what they were this year. 
Yeah. <laughs> Except no higher expectations. Yeah, no. They they're a first round or second round exit. What if Tatum has a jump though? Then they could do something. Cause the other guys you kind of know what you're getting. But it's Tatum that is the does he have a ceiling? Right. Question mark. Yeah. He's very yeah. question mark right now because we don't know if Kyrie ruined him or what happened this season or if all the minutes being you know, doled out in a strange way, you know, hampered him. So, Boogie, Golden State or the field? I still think Golden State. I think he should just go back there for one more year, try to rehab everything about him, you know, his body, his game, his career, his image, everything, and then just leave next year. It's like dating someone and just working on yourself. (laughs) It's like, oh, they taught me to, like, clean up after myself and all these things and then yeah, you this move is, on to the real person this is bad as a dating thing no one should ever date for this reason <laughs> but it's he's kind of doing it to repair his image you know like he's posting a bunch of pictures on instagram so people will be like oh wow boogie's like a good guy you know he's oh yeah he could help a team you know and and then he leaves after after that uh, they break up yeah see i i'm with boogie i'm like Find someone that will treat you like you deserve to be treated. All right, <laughs> that will we'll take you out. Love you for who you are, right? Yeah, now. take you. Love you for who you are. Take you out on nice dinners because you deserve it. So anybody that's willing to give him money, there's a lot of teams with money that throws it at him. He should just take the highest bidder. He's like, hey, I'm open to dating anybody. I have no type. <laughs> I have no type. Whoever wants to give me a chance, I'll do but it. Don't sell yourself out like that. <laughs> you know what Golden State's done for you. You you love them. Horford, he's not going to Boston, so he's playing the field. Well, apparently somebody's willing to offer him. What did they say? What was reported? Like twenty-five a year or something like that? Like I, I heard like four years, hundred mil. Wow! So it was a good decision to opt out of thirty. Well, someone is telling, like, uh, someone was reporting this, but they were saying that he he didn't like Boston didn't think that anyone was going to offer him anything. So they were pretty sure that he was going to stay or renegotiate his contract. And apparently somebody is already offering him, you know, like, like I, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like it was 100 mil. I feel like it was four years, 100 mil, which is, you know, a lot for him right now. He's older. Yeah. He's a great glue guy. He's probably the best glue guy in the league, mm-hmm. you know, because he's an all-star caliber player, but he can do multiple things. He also... You know, he just kind of gets you a bucket when you need it. He'll get you a stop when you need it. He's a vet. He's a pro. And so, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, a hundred. I, I, I don't know. I was trying to think, like, who is the team that would offer him that? He's but... thirty. He's 33 years old. So by the end of a four-year deal, he'd be 37. Right. And I don't know. Like, he's not super athletic anyway, so it's not like that's a big concern. Um, I, I think you stick him on a young team that's trying to grow, right? So... The Mavs or the Atlanta the Kings, Hawks maybe, or the, or the Sacramento Kings, like people that need to change the culture and have veteran leadership. And tell do, you them think the, do you think he could do something on the Pacers? Yeah. All those teams are good. So I, I don't know. Um, but the field, he's not going back to Boston. Well, he's, he's definitely not. not. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's already basically they reported. Yeah. They got divorced. The divorces in the papers. <laughs> uh, Julius Randle, marriage, dating or the field? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Kings are going to do something dumb and give him a ton of money. So he could be reunited with Luke Walton? Yep. <laughs> Best friends. Mar- and Marcus All, dating, marriage, or the field? He should. He needs to opt in. Isn't he, what is he getting? If he 30 opts mil! In? He needs to opt in. Yeah, you got to sure. stay dating. Stay dating. <laughs> My friend, it's a cold, dark world out there. Definitely a dating situation. Yeah, you got you got to get that. You got to get that money. It's a cold, dark world out there. Thanks, everyone, for listening to dating. We'll see what the free agents do coming June 30th or July 6th. One of those dates. We'll, we'll figure out what's going on. Well, June 30th. Yeah, is the real is the start of free agency. And then they can't sign till July 6th. Right. So, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what they do. A lot of cap space. Expect a lot of fireworks. I'm expecting a lot of fireworks. I don't think a lot of people are going to stay married or stay dating. I think there's going to be a lot of people <laughs> playing the field. 
just like our next next group of people we'll be back to talk about chris paul and james harden all right we're back with the end of the state farm big three chris paul james harden and oscar martinez have come to an end it's sad because <laughs> I, I see their commercials everywhere now i think they're trying to milk it before this collapses <laughs> they're like oh they're still together i gotta be honest those commercials really made me like james harden <laughs> he's a good actor in it he's very good at it he's very likable Reports are out that Harden says the relationship is unsalvageable. He says it's him or me. Chris Paul has been criticizing Harden all season. Harden has snapped at Chris Paul, including the famous hand slap. Chris Paul has been calling Harden throughout the offseason, and Harden has not responded. There's been rumors that Chris Paul has demanded a trade, but Daryl Morey and Chris Paul himself have come out and denied those allegations. What is so, the famous hand slap? Have you not just seen in it? Case people, I've seen it, but just in case people out there don't know. So uh, during a timeout, Chris Paul goes for a fist bump after they argued about something. James Harden slaps his hand away and continues to argue. Chris Paul argues back with him, and Mike D'Antoni is still trying to call a play during this entire <laughs> thing. <laughs> it made me like Harden a little more. <laughs> he stood up for himself. Seeing that fight in him, I liked it. He's, like, so annoyed. He's, like, incredibly annoyed at Chris Paul. So, my question, was this a pairing destined to fail? Uh, no, I don't think so at all. Mm. I mean, I know a lot of people were saying things when they first got together, mm -hmm. their game's not meshing, and I thought that too. But, I mean, let's just, before everyone goes crazy, okay? <laughs> and I understand... I, I totally understand if people see it the other way, but let's not forget, just two seasons ago, mm -hmm. they were about to beat the Golden State Warriors. Mm -hmm. They should have beaten the Golden State Warriors. They're playing this style, mm -hmm. this ridiculous style, which I think, I don't like it. You know, it's boring to watch and it's terrible, but if they just, either if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt or if Harden is not, as much of a choker as he is, then I think they win that series. Which so, is incredible. Right. Which totally changes the narrative, right? That changes everything. Mm -hmm. See, it, it, it's, it's make or miss. Like, at the end of the day, it's a make or miss league. Everybody has their opportunities. People can say, they can tout their little, like, basketballisms as much as they want. Defense wins championships. Jump shooting teams can't win. You know, like they can say all of the things that they want until something happens that changes it. And then all of a sudden, everything changes, right? So I, I think it's a little overblown when you look at the stats because uh, Chris Paul has never cracked higher than 28% usage rate. And to put that into context, Harden has led the league the last two years in usage rate. His... James Harden's 2019 campaign in particular had the second highest usage rate of all time wow. at 40%. Westbrook's 17 campaign at the top, and Kobe's 06 is third. So 40% usage, Chris Paul, 28% is his highest. He's roughly averaging 20 to 23. He's never been higher than 28? He's never been higher than 28. Wow. So his, so his ball dominance is a little Surprising. bit overblown. Right. So I don't think it was basketball fit that did them in. Mm. So all this talk has always been where they destined to fail because of ball dominance, like ball dominance, ball dominance. Sure, Harden has been ridiculous with his ball dominance <laughs> the last two years. Like, yeah, and, really and let's, ridiculous. Let's be clear. His team this year was a lot better than Westbrook's 17 team or Kobe's 06 team. Yeah. Like his supporting it, cast. It, so, I mean, it's not as justified having a 40% usage. So I could understand... Chris Paul's frustration, right. you know, with that. Um, but I think it's basically their personalities is the reason that they couldn't. It was destined to fail, right? Mm -hmm. CP3 has been a historically different, difficult teammate. I mean, DeAndre wanted to leave Lob City. Like, Blake had to convince him back. We talked about that earlier. Right. Um, like, and Harden is laid back. Like, he, he just doesn't care enough. Like, you've talked about this on many occasions, like the fire, like he doesn't have oh. the fire in him to yeah. like push and be clutch and to drive more. Um, whereas Chris Paul, like he has too much fire and needs to dial it back. He's like, dude, you're a little intense. Like you need to calm down a bit. Right. 
And then you throw in Mike D'Antoni into the mix, who is super high strung. And he didn't get a contract extension. And Daryl Morey fired all of his assistants. Like, it, it's it's a difficult situation. And some of the things that are coming out that Chris Paul and James Harden were being very petty uh, during the season. And at some point, they didn't talk for two months like mm, to wow. each other. During They're, the season? During the season. There's only 12 guys on the basketball roster, 12 to 15 guys, including the pa- practice squad. And your two best guys aren't speaking to each other. That's super awkward. That's a unhealthy work environment. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So, okay, so I, well, yeah. I have a quick question for you. Okay. Yeah. Do you think superstars can coexist for a long period of time on the same team? Maybe, maybe in particular in the post Jordan era. No. Can you think of anyone that has? I think LeBron and Wade could have. Huh. Because huh. of Wade. Duncan and and David Robinson did, but that's because I mean David Robinson was really old though. Yeah, then. he wasn't himself and he, you know, he was ready to I, take the backseat. Right, right. And David Robinson I don't even know. I mean cuz he most of his career is in the Jordan era or you know, or yeah. earlier, do you know what I mean? Like he was right. barely, he was really on his last legs kind of in those last Seasons with San Antonio. Everyone breaks up. Kobe and Shaq had the longest run, eight years, and that was so contentious. Right, and that's the thing. Like, uh, that's the thing about it because I know that people oftentimes bring up Kobe and they say like, "Oh, well, he couldn't play with Shaq." But which superstars could stay together? You know what I mean? Like LeBron couldn't – he ended up not staying with Wade for whatever reason you want to say, you know, didn't couldn't stay with Kyrie. Like Kyrie wanted to leave, mm-hmm. right? Even KD and Golden State. Like you would think, oh, that's a match made in heaven and look at them and they're going to be this dominant team, right? And then look, it's only been a few three years, years later. Yeah. Three years. That's it. It's three years later and they can't stand each other. You know I mean? Like, well, KD and Draymond have had problems. Steph – credit to Steph because he's just I mean he's just a model citizen like he never seems to have any drama he's loosey goosey which is the best and worst thing about him right and so but it seems like no matter what right and people can point at personalities people can, you know what I mean I mean in one sense you could say well Chris Paul is uh really would you say I don't know what did you call him very he's, difficult He's well, I mean, but think he's about intense. the way that Chris Paul is. Yeah, he's very intense, right? I don't want to use like a negative term, right? He's very intense. You know, he's he's kind of high he's zoned in. Yeah, he's all the time. He's locked in all the time, right? And then you got Harden, who's more laid back. Now, in one sense, you could say, oh, that's bad, but you could also say that's good, right? They complement each other, mm-hmm. right? So Harden can be more of the the guy who can keep people relaxed, right? Who can kind of just say, like, hey, it's all right. Don't worry about it. And Chris Paul can be more of the guy who's like, hey, we have to stay focused. That's kind of like what Kobe and Shaq were in, in a certain sense, right? Although I would say Shaq was more focused, you know, generally than like Harden is. Like he knew when to be locked in, but generally his personality was more of a relaxed personality. You know, he was like a goofy guy. Like he was more of a team guy. People liked him, his personality off the court, whereas Kobe was more intense, right? And in some ways, I feel like that did help them. Right. Even Kobe and Fish or Powell, you know, later on, they had to be more of the good cop, whereas Kobe was always the bad cop. So it can, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think it matters. I think it, no matter what you have, whatever the situation is, eventually you just can't continue together. But that's the evolved form of Kobe, whereas early Kobe right. went through it and then and then to the credit of Pau Gasol, he's the ultimate glue he'll get along with anybody there's not any person that he doesn't get along with he's like the ultimate gentleman right um i think the problem with this season of chris paul and james harden it's year two and then they (laughs) had crazy drama in year two you know and he already said it's him or me versus kobe and Shaq, who did it after eight years together um obviously in different points of their career I, I do think for superstars to be able to play together for a long time, they have to be together when they suck. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like they have to be, they have to grow up together. 
you know, when they're not good yet so that those egos don't get in the way of their relationship and then they develop a relationship first and then, you know, not, they're able to not, stay together. Not Westbrook and KD, though. Yeah, I mean, it's true. But how long was how long were they together? Seven. I mean, I don't know. Seven years seems like, to me, basically the max. Yeah, I I think it seems like it's three to eight years. Right. And there's nothing that goes beyond that. But that's just just to like real quick about Kobe. It's like so I think it's just ridiculous that people have this notion that, oh, but they should have stayed together longer. Kobe and Shaq. For two reasons. One is that, no, nobody can do that. Like, that's not a black mark on Kobe and what he is as a teammate. It's like nobody has been able to do that. Who has been able to do that in the Jordan era, like the Jordan or post Jordan era? Nobody like that's actually the long Kobe and Shaq are the two two guys who stayed together longer than any of these guys have for one thing. And then two, I don't think they would have won a lot more championships if, even if they stayed together. It's wishful thinking. You you just wish for it. Similar to oh I wish Jordan didn't retire and right. got eight championships. But right. I don't but, I don't know if he would have got all eight. That's true. No, he would have got all eight. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got all eight and then he should stay for two more. He would got ten in a row. <laughs> But you know what? The LeBronies would be like, well, he didn't go to eight. <laughs> day finals. <laughs> LeBronies. So, okay. Then what should the Rockets do? <sighs> they should just quit. <laughs> CP3's contract is abysmal. Currently, he's the second highest paid player for the next two years, between 38 to 44 million the next three years. So depending on how the max contracts work out this summer and next summer, but excusing that, he is the second highest paid player the next two years. Steph is number one. You said um, Daryl Morey is the, he's a president of basketball operations and the GM, right? Correct. They need to hire a president of basketball operations. Mm. That's what they need to do. You know why? Because their whole organization needs a cultural shift. Mm. They're stuck in this victimized, blaming, like, just whiny culture. And they need they need to change it. Like, that's the only way I see them winning. I hear magic's available. <laughs> hey, man, I'm the magic man. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Did you practice? <laughs> I'm just here to put in the work. You know, you know, Steven. <laughs> I just want to see the Lakers. <laughs> Go back to showtime. <laughs> I want to see, you guys can't see, but he always like puts his hands together. <laughs> I want to see the Lakers. He, he move does forward. <laughs> move forward the lakers <laughs> you know and uh, i just wanted to go back to being me me and genie we have a great relationship <laughs> he like uh, inflexes like fast and slow <laughs> <laughs> anyway the problem with chris ball he has zero trade value he they it, rumors came out he was offered for free to teams with cap space and they said no so no one wow. is willing to trade anything for him. So the only deal to me that makes the most sense are trade are are contracts that are abysmal, but you're willing to just get rid of. So the Andrew Wiggins deal that we talked about earlier, or John Wall. John Wall trade to me makes the most sense. Similar abysmal deals. Washington is desperate to get off that deal. CP3 contributes now for Washington, and they can get. One year off of John Wall's contract, Houston moves CP3 to make Harden happy and hope John Wall becomes 80% of what he can be in 2020-2021. They should trade for Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> they should get Harden and Wiggins together, and that will be one of the funnest teams to watch. At, at the very least, James Harden will be like the more intense one. <laughs> He's like, what's wrong with you, man? Don't you care? 
Shoot some threes. That would be so fun to watch. Shoot some threes, man. Like like Harding getting mad at Wiggins yeah, because like he just so can't understand. He, he slaps his chest like Phil Jackson slapped Pau Gasol's chest after he got <laughs> dumped be, by his girlfriend. This would be the most amazing. They should get Andrew Wiggins on that team. Harden and Wiggins together. One game, they will score 50 points each apiece, and they will blow out a team by 40 points. Next game, they will lose by 80 points because neither <laughs> of them really feels like playing the second game of a back-to-back on the road. They're just tired. Nobody's playing defense. It will be very, very interesting to watch. <laughs> well, CB3, James Harden, the partnership was short, but... You know, I enjoyed the ride. It was pretty funny, especially when all of those details came out. Pour one out for the State Farm Big Three. I'm really going to miss those commercials. Oscar Martinez, my bad, my friend. They my were bad. just finding their groove. What, what's Oscar supposed to do, man? Like, this guy's having trouble finding work right now. How, how pissed do you think he was when he heard that? He's like, dang it, that's my meal ticket, man. So mad. <laughs> it was like, man, that fire insurance commercial, that was like, Gold right there. <laughs> oh. The end of the big three. But don't never to fear. There's always more to come. Stick around. We'll be back with our two for the road. All right, we're back. Two for the road. I'm going to start with my one for the road. Wimbledon is coming back July 1st. Amazing. And a rule change starting this year. The fifth set will now be decided by tiebreak. This rule was instituted because of the endless match. (laughs) It's the nine-year anniversary of Mahout and Isner, the marathon. Remember that? I totally remember. Yeah. I I remember texting you like, dude, this is still going. (laughs) Yeah, like like three days later. Yeah. I was still living in New York at the time. I was like, oh my God, still going. Three days and 11 hour match time later, Isner defeats Mahut for the final set, 70-68. The equivalent of 10 tiebreak sets or 23 bagel sets. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Let me read you some uh, stats that are like little notes that you might not have known. One, this was round one. Of the tournament. (laughs) The first round of the match. Both competitors served over 100 aces in the match. The chair official did not eat or use the bathroom during the match because it was so intense. (laughs) Mahout was not ranked at the time. Isner was 23 in the world. This is four hours longer than the second longest tennis match ever. Oh my gosh. Isner's second round match he played the next day. It was the shortest recorded match in Wimbledon <laughs> history. Of course. The man played a three-day tennis match. And in that game, Isner served zero aces. Oh, my gosh. He won five games in, in a straight set loss. Five games. And nobody was like, nobody was like, dude, you're mailing it in. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was, like, feeling bad for him. Uh, it was reported that Mahout and Isner could not sleep during the night night over changes. So they would oh. sleep less than four hours because they were so wound up. Mm. And one last one. Isner and Mahout were matched up the following year in round one. <laughs> <laughs> A point seven percent chance. Oh <laughs> it must have been, like, so sad. <laughs> When they saw the draw, they're like, no, No! I'm not going to win the tournament again. Um, They retired their gear to, you know, um, wherever the tennis legacy place is. Yeah. Tennis Smithsonian kind of thing. They definitely Uh, deserve that. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's nine years later and I still remember that match over any other first round match in like ever yeah i mean i no literally i remember like i would come home you know the next day yeah and i'm like oh there you know i wonder what's on right now and i'll check i'm like oh my gosh this match is still going on 
and it's like getting so dark and they're they're like oh guess we got to go to the next day that is just crazy man that's one cool thing about tennis is that you can have a a crazy thing like that happen in any round of a tournament you know what i mean well they're getting rid of it though this time right now they're turning it into a tie tie break to win Hey, you never know though. Tiebreaks can go real long. Too. <laughs> <laughs> He's still got to win by two, you know. So Wimbledon is coming. Check it out, July first. Joe, what is your one for the road? My one for the road is so real quick. Avengers Endgame. Yes. They are re-releasing it because it is less than forty million away uh, from beating Avatar. I thought it was a sure thing that it was going to take Avatar down. It's only $40 million away. Guys, you got to just go watch it. <laughs> you guys just go watch it again. At this point, it's like, I just don't want Avatar to be the highest grossing film of all time. They're like the 72 Dolphins at this point. It's like, gosh, you just don't... You know, that's the undefeated team. Mm-hmm. And as much as I hate... The Patriots, uh, and I, I guess I'm glad that they didn't win it that year when the Giants, you know, defeated them in the Super Bowl. But I did kind of want that Dolphins team to just go away. They're super annoying. Uh, this bothers you so much. I think it's really funny. But <laughs> what I really hope happens is that uh, an end game gets like 39 million, and then Avatar re-releases in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how funny would that be? That would with be amazing. New, with new scenes never before with seen. <laughs> with a new post-credit scene. You know what? They're freaking they're gonna do that! Because Avatar 2 is coming out and they're gonna re-release it right before Avatar 2 comes out. That then I'll just be like, dude, okay, mad scientists, evil geniuses, you guys are doing it. Well, you know they're all it's all owned by Disney. Is it? It's all owned by Disney now, and so they're just competing against themselves. They're just making making up this like feud. Oh yeah, no, they're they're all all the top movies. Everything's owned by Disney: Star Wars, Marvel, they're Avatar. All, it's like a fake feud, just yeah. just to, just to get more money. They're just freaking dominating everyone, and so that is exactly what's gonna happen. Endgame's gonna make forty one million. It's gonna take the top spot for like a week. And then they're gonna, there's gonna be new commercials out. The re-release, the re-re-release. <laughs> the one you didn't ask for is finally back. Avatar is here in 3D again, like you've never seen. 4D. You wear this Oculus, <laughs> these goggles that cover your whole face. There's haptic feedback. If that happens, you heard it here first on SBR. (laughs) You can predict the future, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The People's Pod. Subscribe, like, comment, share, rate. Five stars, everybody. We'll be back next week with more nonsense. This is SBR with Cliff and Joe. Peace. Peace. This is SBR, the people's pod, giving you unfiltered and unqualified. What? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm getting worse every single over. week. Do it. No, that's, that's too early. You got to do it over.